Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Club Junkie Podcast. Hopefully you're having a great week. It's Thursday, again, like every day. It's Thursday. It's my day. So we're here. Another week's gone by. I know another week is getting closer to people going back to school, going back to work, all that stuff. So that is a bummer. Sorry to hear that. I know it stinks that summer's coming to a close so quickly. Um, I know that us up here in the north... It's kind of a bummer when you see summer coming to an end. It means that golf is very limited in when you, <laughs> how much you've got, you know, how, how much time you have left to play. Uh, the the light at the end of the tunnel is fading, unfortunately, for us uh, here in the north. But we still got a few good months. I mean, you can usually play through September, through most of October for the most part. November starts getting a little tricky depending on the weather, and then uh, December is really iffy. I know I've had a few years where I've played through December, but it doesn't happen very often. So. We'll see. We'll keep the fingers crossed. We have a little mild winter here, mild fall, whatever you want to call it. And I can get out there and keep playing because I just want to keep playing. I just want to keep golfing. And there's, you know, new clubs out there. So stuff I got to hit. It's, uh, it, I need to keep, I need to have more time. So Mother Nature must be nice. Before we get into it, just want to let you know this episode brought to you by Titleist Tour Speed Golf Balls. And listen, there's a lot of buzz around the Titleist Tour Speed. And for good reason. It features a Titleist Performance Urethane cover, and like the name says, it's engineered for high speed and del- delivers very long distance and a penetrating flight on long game shots. You'll also notice a soft feel and exceptional spin and control on your shots into the green. Looking for a high level of performance? T through green? Titleist Tour Speed as you covered. Learn more about Tour Speed and why it may be the best fit for your game. Visit Titleist.com today. So... Yeah, another uh, big week. Um, you know, we got the Tour Championship uh, coming up. I'm not there. I'm not in, in Atlanta. I will be uh, still at home or still here and uh, <laughs> still in Metro Detroit trying to play golf. Uh, I'll probably watch a good amount of it uh, when I, if I can, however much we'll see. I'm going to head down to the old uh, cold water this weekend, so I'm going to play, I think, Saturday morning uh, I'm playing again. So play Saturday morning, and then, uh, you know, I'm going to play tonight in my league. And I'm kind of building up the bag, as you may see if you follow me on Instagram, at ClubJunkiePod. The bag I may go with may be 100% Titleist. So if you take a look at the picture there, there may be a reason why it goes 100% Titleist uh, this week. Uh, We'll see, though. We'll see. So take a look there. Again, follow me at ClubJunkiePod. Doing my usual Q&A on Wednesday. Take a look at the story post. Uh, The first one may interest you a little bit. So uh, take a look there, and then uh, we'll get more into that later on. Not right now. We'll get more into that later on uh, in a a future show. And then, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, another week here. Do have a few clubs, uh, you know, ready to go, and it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those uh, chugging along here. Uh, I love that we're getting kind of, uh, you know, as we go on here, we're getting more kind of, hints and whatever of, of what's coming down the road uh the uh the uh you know some of the the, the oems reaching out about some dates and things like that of, of when potentially things are coming out so it's sitting super exciting i know i love the fall slash winter for new clubs and all that and uh we're seeing more of them so uh, like i said if you look on instagram i've got uh, one possibly in the bag uh today or and then uh we'll see some more uh, later on but been playing uh, a, a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, didn't play uh, much last weekend, but I did play in my league. Uh, I set up my net, and uh, I got, like I said, I, I, I think I told you before, I got my uh, my big hitting bat, mat back from uh, Ryan Brath when he was in town, which was awesome. And uh, so I've been hitting balls in the net, which is nice. Uh, and then also made it to the range, actually, to go uh, hit a few balls, which uh, is very rare for me. It's not something I do a lot of, but, uh, but got that done. So I'm um, just Trying to get uh, some swings in any way I can and uh, and hit some clubs. So 
Today, i got two things that are pretty exciting. Uh, I'm going to start off with the uh, the first one, which is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, it's uh, I know that the world of, uh, of golf and golf equipment is kind of changing. It's kind of evolving over the past few years. I know, especially with last year with how big golf was and how many clubs were sold and how difficult it was to get certain things and all that. I know a lot of the direct-to-consumer, or DTC, as you see it written online a lot, uh, the direct-to-consumer brands, uh, brands that aren't typically in your Golf Galaxies, your Carl's Golf Lands, the, the place like that. You pretty much can only buy them online. Uh, those brands are, are typically getting a lot stronger, uh, a lot bigger. They're kind of widening what they offer, and uh, it's pretty exciting to see some of the stuff that's come out from uh, from these brands. Um, I know a lot of people are very into them uh, because they make. Uh, they're starting to make really... I mean, they've been making high-quality stuff for a while, but they've making, been making really good products, and um, they, they typically are a little bit cheaper than uh, than the OEM. So if you're looking for something, uh, you know, an OEM, you know, something that replaces kind of an OEM iron or very similar, you can usually find one for a few hundred bucks less uh, because you are buying it, you know, directly from the consumer. Now, the downside is harder to get fit. Uh, you can't go to, like, a, a club champion. You can't go to, uh, you know, a lot of these places and get fit for them. Um, I know that Club Champion did have, I think they did have a new level for a little while. I don't know if they still do, but for the most part, getting fit uh, is just something you kind of have to either know your specs or you have to just try them uh, and, and then maybe, you know, alter the loft lie, something like that. Uh, and also, they don't typically offer the widest range of custom options like some of the big OEMs. So for that lower price, you do get some limited stuff, but for the most part, really uh you know if if you're you know if you can go in and and go through with uh with the specs they have and the items they have you can usually get yourself a pretty darn good deal so a lot of people have heard of uh of, you know a lot of the direct to consumer brands there's a couple out there that are kind of new uh, or maybe you haven't heard of yet um and one of them that you may not have heard of at the moment yet is called Tacomo and Tacomo's been uh making they first came out with I think the 101 iron was it last year? Um, it might have been last year. They came out with the 101. It was their first iron. It's it's a hollow body, multi-piece uh, construction iron, kind of like a, a P790, um, a maybe a, a P series from PXG, um, you know, something like that, an Apex DCB, uh, something like that is kind of what it came out as. And uh, it did pretty well. We did some testing at the for, uh, in Gulf WX the forums. Uh, we had some member testing on that iron, I think. Uh, I think it was the 101, but then they came out with the 201, which is a larger cavity back, uh, forged iron, a uh, little more towards the player side, and uh, they're actually pushing the limit a little more now, and they're coming out with some new irons as well, uh, but they now also have a 101T, which is a uh, player's distance irons, and there is a 301 uh, coming out as well, which is kind of a muscle back cavity back. I think there's going to be either a combo or uh, a muscle back version cavity back version but a 301 that's going to be really player oriented um coming out i think sometime soon i, I, I didn't see on their website they list them uh i don't know if they have on their website yet when exactly they're coming out but i don't know i don't think the 301s are available quite yet um so the 101 t's uh are basically they look a lot like the 101 uh which is actually i guess i'll pull them out here if you're watching on youtube the 101 t's uh are basically uh like i said they're they're players distance iron so they took the 101 uh made it a little little smaller a little more compact thinned out the top line um you know thinned out the top line and took out some of the offset so i would put this in the category of kind of being a p770 type uh, iron maybe a uh a cobra uh forge tech 
I think it's kind of in between the the Forge Tech and the X. The Forge Tech's a little smaller, I think, but uh, but it, it's basically you know like I said, a little more of a player's distance distance iron. And if you looked at the 101 and said, hey, I like everything about it, I just wish it was a little bit smaller. And I'm not quite in the 201 territory in terms of having the one piece Forge cavity back. I'd like a little more distance, a little forgiveness. Here is uh, the 101T, and uh, it's interesting because I've hit. Um, the 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 what is it the sub seventy uh, they had they have the six ninety nine six ninety nine pro I always felt like the pro still had a little more offset than I than I liked um, whereas uh, this one here they definitely made this into a T model this thing here is uh, uh, when you look at it there it's got a, a little bit narrower sole definitely has less offset the top line looks pretty pretty thin uh, it's not razor thin it's not going to be super intimidating but it's definitely thinner uh, the better players are going to kind of like that or the players who like that look. Um, but overall, just a, a little bit smaller profile. The back of it's super clean. It has a little Tacoma logo, uh, Tacoma logo on it on the toe, and then it just says, you know, Iron 101T. So pretty, uh, pretty simple. Nothing too uh, crazy fancy. It's uh, it's a it's a pretty pretty clean looking iron, and uh, uh, they do a nice job. They look pretty high quality. They look pretty nice. I will say, uh, you know. Fit and finish wise, they're they're pretty solid. I do have, uh, I think maybe just the five iron has a, a screw that's slightly crooked, but it doesn't seem to affect the performance or anything like that. It looks like maybe just when it threads in, it's a, a hair crooked there, but uh, but that's pretty minor, and it's the only iron with it, so the rest of them are are look really good. Uh, the finish on them is a nice brushed kind of finish, and uh, the typical you know kind of media blasted uh, center with the grooves on it. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, a good-looking set of irons. Now, these ones here, if you're going the steel route, well, I do say the one nice thing in terms of when you're custom ordering, because when you're customing, it's basically uh, you have KBS Tour Lite, KBS Tour, and then I think they may have uh, just a couple other irons uh, in the custom uh, section. So when you go into the iron shafts, it's not going to have every shaft that's, you know, fully available, but yeah, pretty much a KBS, uh, it, you know, it has the tour, tour light, KBS max, the C taper, and then they have, uh, a Fujikura Atmos red, uh, that they have for a graphite option. And then, uh, you know, your grips are going to be lamp and cross lines. Uh, they've got midsize jumbo standard and, uh, that is, uh, pretty much, you know, and then loft lie, uh, is all that, that you can actually, uh, or lie is the one thing I don't have loft on there lie that you can actually customize. Um, so not a million options, but I think enough. Uh, and then also, if there's not a shaft there that uh, that you really like, uh, and you want something different, you can always jump in and uh, buy them as head only, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Haven't had a head only option, uh, which not many places do. But some of these direct to consumer, you know, guys uh, will sell sell you heads only, which is kind of cool. I know there's a lot of people out there that. Uh, um, that have shafts, uh, you know, sets of shafts, either lots of them or, um, you know, a set that they like or whatever. And, you know, now you can actually go through and put your own shafts in there. Uh, they are 370, uh, parallel tip hosels. So, uh, a little interesting for, you know, a, a distance iron like this. They typically, well, I mean, most of them that I've looked at are, are typically tapers, but, you know, being 370. Now, the nice thing with 370 is that you can go through and uh, and kind of tip the shafts the way you want to. You can kind of modify them the way you want to. Uh, it there does give a little bit of flexibility there in terms of uh, the fitting side if you're going to kind of buy your own shafts. And either take them to your club builder or build them yourself does give you some options that, uh, um, you know, that other, other iron heads don't. But uh, overall, it's a good-looking package. When you pull them out of the, the box, uh, you know, pull the plastic off, 
I don't think anybody's going to complain about the back. They're super simple. Um, on the on the sole, you have you know just your your iron number, and like I said, everything's just you know a brush chrome with with black paint fill, but real simple. And I think a lot of people with that simple design are going to like how they look sitting in the bag. They look like a player's iron. So anyway, uh, the boys at uh, Tacoma uh, Tacoma sent me uh, these uh, this set here, and, and they basically come one way, four through pitching wedge. Um, they don't have it doesn't look like, well. I, let me they, let me pull that up real quick. I think they <laughs> they do list uh, yeah four through pitching wedge. Uh, so if you're looking for like a five through gap or something like that, not offered. You're gonna get them kind of one way. Uh, and I think the same way if you order them heads only four through pitching wedge, which isn't necessarily bad. That's what a lot of people play nowadays in terms of their set. Uh, there's not too many people out there looking for the three iron or anything like that. Uh, if you are looking for a three iron or gap wedge, whatever, you're not gonna be able to find it uh, in this set. But Again, I to me that's not a big deal. Uh, for me, I'm pretty much a four iron down. I even play uh, sometimes don't even play the four iron in the set. So, um, and then on the flip side, there's certain sets I don't even play the pitching wedge. So for me, the four through pitching wedge covers everything I would need. Um, and like I said, pull them out of the box, they look good. They're uh, a little longer heel to toe than than a P790. I set them up kind of next to my P790s. Uh, they're a little longer uh, heel to toe, and they do have. It's weird. They, they list the offset numbers uh, as basically very, very similar. I mean, within point, you know, within fractions of a millimeter. Uh, but when you sit down 8-iron to 8-iron, the 8-iron and the Tacoma definitely looks like it has just a hair more offset. And it could maybe just be more of the shaping between the hosel and leading edge. But it does look like it has just a fraction of a bit uh, more offset uh, when you set it up next to it. When you set them down without setting it down next to a different club, they look really good. Uh, like I said, the th- top line has just enough thickness where, you know, you know you're going to be able to get some forgiveness out of it. And it's not, you know, but it's thin enough where you're not going to sit there and think that uh, that you're hitting a shovel. So it's uh, it's definitely got a good look to it. I think the, um, the designers there over at Tacoma definitely took some time to make sure these things came out looking good. Uh, and they did a really good job. I think they're, uh, in terms of, you know, being that, that player's distance iron, it's kind of the first one that I've really had my hands on from a direct-to-consumer brand. And so far, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with uh, with the look of them. And uh, the finish is good. I mean, the ferrules uh, are, are turned down nicely. They match the hosels. Uh, and like I said, the fit and finish is, is pretty solid. Um, you know, like I said, other than that one screw that's just slightly crooked in the five iron, um, but the rest of the set is absolutely perfectly fine. So, um, like I said, good overall look. And, uh, you know, having a Lampkin grip on there, a name brand grip is pretty nice. I like that better than some of the, sometimes some of the brands have like their cheap, you know, their own brand, uh, their own logo grip. Uh, but it's nice to have uh, an actual cross line on there in standard. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I took these out. Took them to the range, took them out and played with them. Uh, when I took them out to play with them, I was actually a little disappointed only because uh, St. Clair Shores was doing a bunch of construction on their cart pass, which I think I talked about last week. Um, or did I talk about it last week? Well, I don't know. But they're doing a bunch of car, uh, construction on their cart pass. And basically, like, we played the back nine, and there was, like, a temporary green on 11. Uh, hole 12 ended up being, like, 66 yards because they, you just you weren't crossing these creeks that went... Uh, uh, that would get, go through the course. So the, a couple holes were kind of messed up. So it was, it was kind of a bummer because there was a couple holes there where I, I didn't get to use the irons and I, I was really expecting to. So that was kind of a, a, a bummer there. But uh, like I said, I did actually go up to the range and hit a few balls as well, which is kind of nice because, uh, like I said, I don't typically do that. But uh, hitting these, took them right into the course, had never hit them before. They were still in the, pla- you know, still ripped all the plastic off them, tossed them in the bag. 
went out to league and uh, and played them right then. And I do have to say, they played pretty much just like a P770. Uh, in terms of yardages, definitely about the same. Um, they do seem to spin a little bit less, uh, and they do come out just a little bit flatter uh, in terms of launch uh, than my P790s, and the fu- or P770s. And the funny thing is, my P770s, have the same shaft, the KBS Tour Lite. Uh, KB, the, the KBS sent me those shafts to talk about. I did talk about them a few months ago. Uh, so they actually have the same shafts, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but hitting these, they, they definitely come out a little flatter than I thought. Uh, I thought they would kind of launch pretty high uh, and kind of go straight in the air, and they really don't. They, they come out, they're pretty penetrating, uh, and uh, like I said, they're pretty low spin. Uh, they, they come out, and they... They've got pretty much a boring trajectory for uh, for an iron, but they're still easy to get off the ground. They're easy to, to elevate. Uh, the feel and sound on them is is pretty good. I'll give them just a, they're just maybe a hair firmer than the 770s, um, and have just maybe a, a touch more of click, but not much. Um, and I think probably the big difference is that I don't believe these are filled with anything. Uh, I think this, these are just you know on the website everything like that. They're just listed as hollow body where the 770s are filled with speed foam. So I think that would probably be the big difference in terms of sound and feel between the two. It's not great, though. It's not a huge difference. It's If you hit this iron and you never hit a P770, I think you're still going to like the sound and feel of these irons. When you hit it solid, it's got a good, solid feel to it. Um, and like I said, distance-wise, right about exactly the same. I mean, the uh, the yardages I was hitting with my 770s, um, I would hit with these, and, and we were pretty much identical with. Uh, and they're about half a club about half a club longer than my t100s uh that i go out and play maybe just just under that um, but they're definitely uh, a little longer than the t100s same as the 770s but like i said come out a little bit flatter and that's uh pretty much every shot i mean or every club from pitching wedge to the four iron um you know they come out just a little bit flatter uh so they come into the green just a little bit lower and uh, if you're somebody who's a really high ball hitter and you're kind of worried that players' distance irons, you know, launch through to the moon and, and you can't hit them far enough and all that, these may launch a little flat, you know, just a little flatter and, and you may find a little bit more success with these uh, these 101Ts because uh, I was a l- kind of, I wouldn't say shocked, but it was interesting to see them come out, you know, like I said, I hit, hit the first couple. And then the first shot I hit a little thin, so it came out, uh, didn't come out, you know, amazing, but or amazing, but came out flat. And I was like, all right, I hit it thin. Um, next shot I actually hit it pretty solid and again a little more boring trajectory just a little bit lower window uh, than my p770s uh, spin wise uh, they do come out uh, I think with a little less spin uh, the one shot that made me think that they do is uh, I hit it off the tee on what was that a 15 uh, or 14 which is a par, a par three it's over upon big bunker on the on the takes up like the three quarters of the green and uh, it was downwind a little bit and I hit uh, like a really good I think eight iron or something like that, eight or seven, because it was one club down because the wind was helping a little bit, but hit that. And I actually caught it just a little bit off the toe. And I was like, man, I'm like, like just get over the bunker. It cleared the bunker. And I was like, that's awesome. Cause you know, they're pretty forgiving. Um, and then it hit and it did roll like barely off the green on the back. Um, so depending, you know, where it landed on the green, I actually didn't find the ball mark. Um, but it made it over the bunker, hit the green, and it kind of rolled like just through the fringe. I mean, I was an inch into the into the rough, uh, so I just you know had a little chip down, made the putt, and I made par, which was nice. But uh, you know, like I said, those there they they were a pretty low spin shot, and hitting it off the tee, typically you know you'll see a shot that that lands there and pretty much stops. 
um, at least on that hole for me. And it is kind of like a little bit of a, everything kind of slopes from front to back on that hole. Uh, so that makes me think they are pretty low spin. Uh, the rest of the shots going into greens, uh, they were fine. They, you know, irons and hit have just a, a little bit released. Now the nine iron pitching wedge, they pretty much hit and stop. They maybe had kind of a big hop forward and that was it. Uh, the short irons land pretty soft and they, they stop pretty easily. Uh, and, you know, the longer irons, like I said, they come out a little flatter. So for me, uh, I don't hit a four iron really into the green. I don't have to, but hitting a four iron kind of like either off the tee is like a position club or something like that. Uh, definitely something that you can work the ball up and down. Uh, if your player wants to do that, um, it, it's definitely going to be easy to do. I think a little easier than the P770 for some players. Um, but uh, like I said, definitely long uh, and, and forgiving. They're easy to hit. Like I said, that, that shot on, 15, on 14, I thought I was going to be in the bunker maybe um, or, you know, even worse. Uh, ended up clearing it, getting almost on the green. Uh, and then some other shots I hit kind of low toe was my miss uh, that day. Uh, when I did miss it there, I actually got some decent carry out of it. I got balls to kind of roll up in front of the green or uh, maybe just onto the front of the green where, you know, I, I think the 770 would have done pretty well as also, but uh, they were pretty forgiving, pretty stable, especially on those low toe hits. The ball got out. Uh, it didn't go up super high, but the ball got out, had enough ball speed to carry for the most part, you know, like I said, to the green. Um, and even onto the front of the green in some situations. So, uh, you know, the stability of it, the forgiveness of it, pretty darn good for, you know, a little bit more of a compact uh, club. Um, when you hit it flush, uh, like I said, distance is really good. I didn't notice, I know some people with these distance irons are kind of afraid of hot spots. Um, between range and, and the course, I haven't noticed anything. Uh, even out of the, you know, some of the rough lies uh, that we had over at Zinkler Shores, didn't notice anything that was a crazy flyer. Uh, I mean, anything out of the rough, uh, can sometimes go a little farther if there's some grass behind the ball, but um, nothing hotspot-wise that I've hit. I haven't hit a ton off the heel, to be 100% honest, so I can't, you know, say that the heel is uh, totally immune. But, uh, you know, between the toe side, low toe, all that, I haven't found a hot spot on them uh, there or, you know, like I said, in the center. Everything's been uh, been pretty consistent. Uh you know, like I said, the, the four iron, easy to get up in the air, uh, and easy enough to get up in the air, but if you're somebody looking for a lot more height, you may have to look at maybe either bending, bending something to touch weak or going with a little higher launching, maybe a little softer shaft for these bad boys. Um, you know, if you're a high ball hitter, I think you'll really enjoy kind of the flatter, more penetrating trajectory and pair it up with a little firm, you know, a little lower launching shaft, and you could, you could have something that, uh, that hits the ball really solid and that you can kind of control the flight on uh, real easily. Uh, turf interaction's good. Uh, the course was, uh, you know, it, it's been a little firmer. We haven't got a ton of rain uh, lately. Uh, it did rain earlier in the week, so we had, uh, uh, the course was kind of playing its natural uh, shape. It wasn't super, super soft, um, but uh, turf interaction's good. The sole's a little narrower uh, on this uh, on this Tacoma than, than my 790s, uh, but even so, it's got a really, <laughs> excuse me, really rounded uh, kind of camber from leading edge down to kind of the, the main heart of the sole, the main beef of the sole. Uh, it's got a good roundness to a good camber. It got through the turf really well. Uh, even getting a little steep on it, uh, you'd hit and the ball got, or the club got through the turf. Well, it wanted to get kind of out of its divot fairly quickly. Um, I would say it actually had a little better feel through the turf than my seven seventies, uh, which should have kind of a sharper, you know, leading edge as it goes into the bounce. Um, these might've actually had maybe just a, a, slightly smaller divot and just had a little bit nicer, uh, turf interaction, even though the soles are, are a little bit, a uh, little bit narrower. Um, 
But the narrow soles and the, the smaller shape, they got through the rough pretty easily. Uh, pretty much there wasn't a lie out there that uh, that you'd have a problem with, you know, whether it's a tight fairway, um, whether it's, you know, so, some some deep rough. Uh, you know, nothing is, is crazy. It got through there pretty well. Um, you know, like I said, the, the feel and sound was really good. I, I, I thought that uh, Tacoma's kind of dialed that in, even if these are hollow or not. I, like I said, I don't know. But either way, um, they, they did a good job with these things. And uh, they don't say that they're uh, th- that they're forged, so I think it's probably a multi-piece casting. Uh, but even so, they've uh, they've done a really good job with uh, with making them sound and, and feel pretty good. They're 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 definitely solid. I think players coming into the players' distance category, looking to try something that isn't just a one-piece forging, which is you know super solid, super soft when you strike it well. I think these will be pretty pleasing. Uh, like I said, maybe a hair firmer, a little more click to them than than something like that, but. Uh, I, th- I think that's something that you typically, when you're moving up in you know a category, you're going to kind of expect that. Um, same thing, my, my PXGs, the the, the Gen fives, uh, you know, are probably just a hair softer uh, than these on on solid shots, uh, and then they're definitely the Gen fives probably have one of the softest sounds when you miss it, uh, you know, or the softest feels when you miss it uh, compared to a lot of other irons. These are definitely going to be just a little bit firmer. But overall, just a really solid package uh, and a really good uh, set of irons for, uh, you know, for that player who's looking for, you know, a good look. Yet they're looking for more distance. They're not looking for, you know, things have slowed down, but they don't want to move to these really big, super forgiving irons. Here you go. You have, uh, you know, something in a kind of a compact shape, uh, you know, but you got forgiveness. You got some speed and you can still work the ball. Um you know, I, you can still walk up, hit draws, hit fades. I mean, there's no, you know, hit the ball high, low. You're going to be able to hit a lot of shots uh, with these irons. I haven't explored the whole gamut of shot shaping, but then again, I'm not really that great. Um, now these, uh, with the kind of hotter faces, um, you know, they do play off a little weaker lies. So when you look at this set, you're looking at basically a 46-degree pitching wedge um, and a 42-degree four iron. Uh, and then your 7 iron is 32 degrees. So if you compare them to 770s, and I'm comparing a lot to that because I think that's, a, that's an iron that probably a lot of players have tried, uh, and I think this iron kind of compares and plays in that same that same realm. So if you've hit that, you can kind of you know gauge a little bit of, you know, I mean, every everybody's mileage will vary, but you can kind of gauge a little bit of how these will play uh, compared to the, the 770s. Um, so in the middle of the set, like the 678 iron, they're about a degree stronger. 9-iron pitching wedge, and then, like, 5-iron, 4-iron are, like, the same uh, as the 770. Um, so they're really, or, like, they're, like, a half a degree uh, different, I think. Uh, half a degree stronger. But the, you know, the the, the 678 are all 1 degree stronger than the Tacoma um, compared to, like, say, the 770s. I didn't notice anything really different in terms of distance, even with that added 1, one degree of loft. Now, I didn't hit them you know, on a launch monitor side by side, trying to grind out, you know, that little bit of difference in launch and spin uh, or distance or whatever, but just playing them and, and really at St. Clair Shores, you pretty much play six iron down. There's very rare times you're going to hit a five iron. So you're pretty much hitting seven, seven, eight, nine pitching wedge for the most part, maybe four iron off the tee. Uh, like I said, distances, uh, especially in the greens felt really no different. Uh, they, they, I didn't really feel like these were any longer uh, or any shorter uh, in in that in that aspect. So, um, but overall, the really good iron. I think uh, you know the big thing is is on these is is basically price. You know, four through pitching wedge um, <laughs> with a set like this exact set with a set of KBS tour lights uh, in stiff. 
uh, they're they're five hundred eighty nine dollars, you know, probably plus tax and shipping, uh, but five eighty nine. And then uh, I mean, you can go to kind of customize. There are a few upgraded shafts. I think C tapers cost a little more. I know graphite definitely costs a little bit more. Uh, and then if you go heads only, I think they're four hundred and fifty bucks for just the heads. So uh, a, a pretty darn good deal. I mean, under six hundred bucks uh, for a player's distance iron that uh, that is really solid. Uh, it, it's tough to beat that. Um, they they really are, you know. They pack a lot of punch uh, for the, for that price, and then like I said, for for a lot of WRXers who have a couple set of iron shafts laying around, and you can just snag head only head, heads only for four fifty. You know, that's uh, that that's that's really really tough to beat. It, it, it's it's a really good uh, good price for a solid set of uh, of distance irons from from uh, from Tacoma. So, um, you know, if you're looking for something out there, you know, along this realm, but you want to save a little bit of money. You know, go to TacomoGolf.com. So it's T-A-K-O-M-O-Golf.com and uh, and check out uh, their whole line. Like I said, they got the 101s, the 101Ts, 201s, and then, like I said, I think 301s are coming out sometime a little later this uh, this summer or something like that, or maybe or summer's almost over. So maybe uh, later this summer slash into the fall, uh, we'll see the, the 301 kind of CBMB, uh, you know, the, the full cavity back or, or, or blade. Um, coming out from them as well so a lot of options uh like i said pricing wise though i mean pretty inexpensive uh for for what you get and i think uh you know like i said if you're a guy like me who has a set of irons i probably wouldn't just go ahead only and i'd probably toss a set of shafts that i have laying down here in the shop into these things well i never see because i don't know if i have how many sets of 370 shafts i have so well i could always shim them not a big deal um but I would probably get heads only, toss a set of shafts in there, and and be good to go. So uh, for that, I mean, four fifty for a, a solid set of distance, you know, players' distance irons, you know, it's it's kind of a no brainer if you're looking for something in this uh, in in this area. So uh, go to TacomaGolf.com, check out the one hundred and one tees, uh, and like I said, I mean, they're they're you know, pound for pound, they're they're pretty darn good. So I'm gonna play them again some more, uh, and I'll kind of let you know uh, uh, if anything changes in terms of that uh, my review. But right now, um, they were overall really good. Like I said, if I could do, uh, it, you know, if I could knock anything, I would say, hey, let's press just a hair more offset out of them. But uh, like I said, the numbers stayed there pretty close to 770s, and they're close. But uh, I, I think they just have a, a touch offset there. But again, when I was playing them, didn't really notice. It was just, uh, you know, go out, pull the club you need. You know, shoot the yardage, pull the club you need to hit the shot, and they, you know, they performed really well. So, like I said, forgiveness on them, solid. But go check them out. I think the 101Ts are uh, are really good iron. So uh, we're checking out there from uh, from the boys at Tacoma. So I'll be interested to see what the new uh, the next irons look like, and uh, you know, we'll see uh, probably relatively shortly uh, what those will look like and how those do how those will do. But um, these things here are uh, are pretty darn good. So along with these, uh, I had in the bag <laughs> when I went out and played, and uh, I had in the bag the brand new, um, the brand new tailor-made high toe threes. So the high toe three is uh, the new high toe from uh, from tailor-made, and if it's uh, one of those things where the high toe is kind of taken over the name, uh, kind of like Kleenex for for tissue, uh, the the kind of shape of a high toe wedge, which has this kind of flared out toe, a little funky shape is that that name is kind of 
become a name that's gone on every wedge that kind of sets like this. But uh, TaylorMade was the uh, first one to use the high tone name. And the new high toe threes uh, are out. I know I did a show. Uh, I did a if you look, if you go to Golf the Barracks Radio, I did a show with uh, with uh, TaylorMade. We kind of talked about uh, the new high toe threes and um, and what they're about. But basically, this is the the latest uh, high toe that was just uh, redesigned and uh, really quite a, uh, a great set of irons. I mean, the high toes uh, you've seen in everybody's bag from players on tour like Rory down to, you know, us, us amateurs who, who need help. And, and Taylor may basically says, this is a, the most versatile wedge that they make in terms of, uh, it's, it's versatile, it's forgiving. Um, so maybe actually they, they say more that it's, it's their most forgiving wedge, uh, that they make. Uh, but this thing here is made to basically be, uh, forgiving for just about any shot you're going to hit. So the, the full grooves, uh, now have the same, uh, same face technology as the MG threes. Uh, they basically went through and put on there the, uh, the, the raised micro ribs. So in between each set of each, each in between each groove is a little raised, uh, ridge. And I got to talk to Bill Price from TaylorMade. We were talking about that. And I said, you know, what was the ridge for? And he goes, well, you know, everybody's doing like, and they've even done it kind of the laser etched little mini grooves inside grooves. And he's like, those would just, you know, or little textures or whatever they do. And he said they would, they would wear out too fast. Uh, so they put this micro ridge in here, which is USG legal, uh, even though it's uh, slightly raised and they, they basically researched a lot of how high they could go and, uh, and all that. But the micro ridge, I guess would, uh, it, it stays longer. It doesn't wear out quite as fast. And, uh, so they went with that. And then it's also has like TaylorMade has been doing for years, though, the raw face, uh, basically meaning it's raw steel, raw carbon steel, no plating. It will eventually rust, uh, as you play it. Um, and basically the, the, the raw face helps with wet weather performance came out and said rust on the faces doesn't necessarily itself increase spin, you know, having a big gobs of rust cause it's rougher, all that. It doesn't necessarily help with spin. Uh, but this raw steel does help move away moisture in a different way and gives you a little better spin, uh, when it's wet out. So they have the raw face, the raw face starts at the heel, goes all the way to the toe Full face grooves, so grooves that go from heel to toe the whole way out, and uh, it's just one of those wedges where uh, design where you can hit it anywhere on the face, still have a good amount of spin, still have some launch coming out of the you know out of that lie, get it on the green and have some control. So um, they've also gone through, they've kind of changed up the the camber on the sole, so the soles uh, is now mill grind, just like the MG3, so it's all milled, and that way you know if you play one of these and then you wear it out, and want to get another one they'll always be the same. So uh, a few different options. They've uh, gone to three different bounces now. Now the three different bounces are just in the 58 and 60. So they make a low bounce, high, a mid bounce or low bounce, standard bounce and high bounce uh, for the 56, for the 58 and the 60, the 50, 52, 54, 56 all come in standard bounce. And if you're looking at those, they're going to be nine degrees for the 50 and 52, uh, 10 degrees for the 54, 56, uh, and then the standard bounce 58, 60 will be 10 degrees of bounce. Then there's a 77 degree bounce 58, 60 and a 13 degree bounce 58 and 60. So uh, a few more options. The high toes, I think they used to not have that many sole grinds. Uh, I think they usually have like two, like a standard sole or an ATV sole. Uh, this one here is brand new. Like, you know, uh, like Bill Price was saying, kind of all redesigned uh, to play 
you know, more versatile and, and kind of get through different lies with no problem. Uh, so totally redesigned sole on, on the new high toe threes. Uh, they've also been able to, it looks like they've, you know, scooped out some of the metal out of the back, uh, back of the wedge to kind of reposition it inside there, uh, in order to get their CG, uh, exactly where they want it. Um, and now these things do, uh, you know, CG wise, the, the big thing is, is moving that CG kind of up and closer to center. And the nice thing about these wedges is one, that's, I guess that's really easy to do with this big high toe, but it's also nice that, you know, with that higher CG, when you do hit it high off the toe, when you have like an open face shot or out of a bunker or something like that, uh, the ball actually does perform better. It comes out a little bit uh, more consistent, has a little more spin and uh, you get a little more control out of those shots. So they're all made, they're all cast from uh, 8620 carbon steel. And then they've got this kind of aged copper finish that will, uh, will wear over time. I mean, the back of it and all that will probably be fine. You'll probably see the wearing on the sole as you use them. But uh, overall, it's a pretty sharp-looking wedge. I think the aged copper look is pretty cool. Um, I like the look of it personally. Uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> like I said, these here came with a KBS High Rev 2.0 shaft. So a little lighter, but that goes with the trend of having a little lighter uh, iron shafts for the most part. Of course, if you want something heavier or whatever, I mean, TaylorMade has a whole kind of custom program where you can order, you know, kind of whatever you want inside these uh inside these wedges uh and then they came with a lampkin uh crossline grip uh the crossline genesis uh so it does feel a little bit tackier than the standard crossline in terms of the uh the feel of it and then the uh the little hash uh the little houndstooth kind of hash marks uh are in a little different pattern as well and this thing's gray a little bit of blue inserts on it um, it's hard to tell. I mean, even if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably not going to be able to see the uh, the difference in the in the grip or the color. But um, you know, overall, just a, a really solid look. The um, and I believe even like the uh, on, on one of the so I was looking at the paint fill and I felt like the paint fill almost like the mill grind part was kind of a real deep blue, where the rest is black. So a little bit of blue on here to kind of enhance the look. Um, but these things here, interesting enough, I've only played um, I've only played a high toe like once or twice. I haven't played much of the high toes to be hundred percent honest with you. Um, oh, the interesting part is the 50 and 52, uh, will not have full face grooves. They'll still have a little bit of a high toe, but not full face grooves. They'll actually be pretty standard, uh, in terms of, uh, they have grooves in the center and then, uh, you'll see the copper on the toe, uh, and the heel part. So looking a little more traditional when you set it up. And honestly, personally, I, I, I feel like the one thing I didn't like about full, Full face grooves on wedges was that typically on full shots, uh, like with a 50 or something like that, I felt like they were a little a little harder to, to, to align and square up. Uh, well, when you set this down, I mean, it pretty much looks like a regular wedge. Um, so, again, love the look of them when you take them out of the bag, out of the package. Really sharp looking. Like I said, the aged copper is really solid. Um, they basically have... Uh, you know, a good look to them. Now, when you set them down, especially like the 5052, they do have kind of a bigger footprint when you set them down, especially next to like an, M an MG3, a mill grind three, definitely a little larger, uh, a little bigger profile, a little thicker top line uh, when you set them down. Um, but I think that's the, that's the point, you know, there's supposed to be more surface area to kind of hit shots. Um, but they definitely are a little bigger when you set them down. They're not super, super compact. Um, on full shots, the 50, uh, the 52, uh, I've got a 52, 56, and a 60. 
Um, the 52 is is really good. I mean, on full shots, it plays just like a regular wedge. Uh, for me, I think it's just a hair firmer than the MG3 uh, in terms of that, and it's got just a touch, uh, you know, same thing, just a touch louder uh, click to it when you when you hit it, even with with solid shots. Um, if you hit a little low on the face, um, you know, you'll get a little more audible sound, which which is fine. I mean, it's just a, a wedge being, you know, responsive. Uh, but on solid, you know, flush shots, like I said, I think it's just a hair firmer uh, than the MG3 and uh, and has just a hair louder sound to it. Uh, the rest of it, though, it plays pretty much like an MG3. I mean, distance-wise was was almost identical. Uh, these, this does launch a little bit lower. Uh, than the MG3, uh, especially with full shots, I, I noticed it. Not so much with the little shots around the green, uh, but the full shots, you know, the 52, I noticed it. 56 and 60, I just don't hit a lot of full shots, uh, but this that higher CG, the 52, does come out just a little bit flatter uh, than than my MG3, which, uh, which was interesting. Um, but it does come out a little lower. Spin, though, is good. Hitting into the greens uh, at St. Clair Shores, had no problem stopping the ball. I mean, everything that was uh, off a of fairway lie was... Hit, stop, and even back it up a little bit, depending on uh, where you were hitting it on the green uh, and how well you struck it. Uh, distance, though, I mean, exactly what you'd expect. I mean, with a 52, uh, for me, it's like, you know, maybe 110 at the most. Uh, it's probably more like a 108, where my, my 50 is kind of that 110 club. This is probably about 10, maybe a little shorter. It's, it's like that 105 to 108 club uh, for me. And it played exactly like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, uh, but playing it out of out of all different kinds of you know different uh, lies and all that was was I mean it was really versatile. It was easy to hit different shots. Now the fifty two I pretty much was hitting for the most part full shots or uh, kind of like bump and run little chip shots, little pitch shots uh, into greens that had no um, you know nothing in front of them, no bunkers anything like that. Uh, and it played a lot like the the MG three MG three fifty two that I have. Uh, it was very similar except just just a little bit larger. Turf interaction on this sole for full shots was really good. I mean, it's nine degrees of bounce, which is the same. Yeah, it's a hair wider, so it does play, um, you know, uh, it actually plays pretty well. It gets through the turf fairly well. Um, and it probably, even when I got a little steep, probably, you know, didn't dig near as much. Uh, now, again, on full shots, it, it's hard to really tell because, you know, like I said, I mean, between the two, um, there's not a huge, huge difference around the green. It was nice that you kind of pound this thing into the, the fairway type lie, kind of hit it into the lie, pop the ball out and hit a nice little pitch shot with it. Um, so the 52 is, was, was, you know, probably just a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more forgiving with the sole than, than the 52 MG three. Um, the 56 was really easy. That's probably the one I used the most. Um, just cause that 56, I don't, you know, I, it's kind of my bunker club, uh, unless I'm really short-sighted. And then it's also the club I probably use the most around the green in terms of hitting little uh, either chip shots or little pit shots, anything like that. Uh, but the 56 is is really versatile. Again, you can hit it you know, out of the rough. It's really good. I think that added wider sole, especially if you open the face just a little bit, it, uh, it, it gets down into the turf or into that rough, but you never really felt like you were going to slide under a shot, even with the 60. Um, I never felt you know that I was going to slide under the ball like... I, Excuse me. I've got a, a Milgrind 360 with a low bounce, which is like nine degrees, has that kind of like a lot of heel and toe relief. That I'm always a little bit worried about getting under the ball. Even with my Vokey 60T grind, I'm kind of worried about sliding under the ball and hitting it really high in the face. These here, I really didn't worry that much about getting that far under the ball. I mean, they just, like I said, with that little bit wider sole um, and that little bit extra bounce. Uh, oh, so my 60 is actually the high bounce, which is kind of cool. Um, but the 60, I never 
had any problem, you know, you get under the ball, you'd never have to worry about uh, the thing sliding um, or, you know, hitting it too high in the face. And uh, it, it was really, really kind of easy to hit out of some of those, those tougher, uh, rough lies that for me, at least kind of hitting open face shots can be a little tougher. This thing was uh, was really easy. If you're watching on YouTube, my 60 actually has kind of a really rusted face. Um, I kind of used a little bit of my fake rust to uh, to get that artificially rusted quickly, and um, it's uh, it's definitely rusty already, um, which was kind of cool. I just kind of wanted to show off the uh, you know how the, the the raw face rusts. But um, the 56 was really good. Uh, out of the trap, it's got a ton of float. Um, and thankfully, you know, St. Clair Shores has put sand in their bunkers because if they were the old super rock-hard bunkers, um, that thing would be it'd be tough to get the leading edge under the ball. But no, they've, they put some sand in there, so they float really well. Um, you know, if you're somebody who struggles out of the bunker, these things here, like I said, with that slightly wider sole, it just kind of glides through that, that sand. doesn't dig too much, offers a good amount of float. You should, you know, get that ball out of the, the trap fairly easily. Um, now in super, super hard, rock tight, rock hard, super tight lies, the leading edge does come up a little bit uh, compared to, you know, say a mill grind three. Uh, I feel like the leading edge does come off the ground just a little bit more. It's not crazy high, um, but it does come up a, a little bit more. So if you're somebody who plays rock hard, kind of hard pan lies, um, you know, the mill grind three may be a better option for you. Uh, you know, if you hit a lot of kind of open face shots off that uh, type of lie, uh, but around here, we don't have uh, that, that problem at all. The ball always is kind of sitting up just a little bit. Um, so opening this thing, these things up, uh, they worked really well. Uh, the spin on them is really good. Uh, the first shot I hit with it, I hit a, I hit a ball. <clears throat> I think we were playing the back nine last week on 10, I hit uh, I hit an okay drive it wasn't great but I hit an okay drive, and then kind of kind of bladed a um, I think like a nine iron or something over the green which is unfortunate uh, and the ball as you kind of ran down kind of a uh, in between a little swell in between the back of seventeen and the and and the and the front and the back of ten there's a little, kind of little valley and uh, it was almost a slightly downhill lie but opened the face up. Caught it just a hair off the toe. Uh, it still got up. I hit it great. And, I mean, it, it rolled 10 feet past, but that was like, I mean, everything on that green slopes back to front. So, I mean, there was not a whole lot you could do with any wedge to get it to stop. But um, it was, ended up being a really good shot. I mean, exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop it, you know, like next to the hole or anything like that. Um, but the perfect shot there. And I, then I had uh, one or two other little shots where, you know, I just had to kind of get the ball up and on the green uh, with a 60 that I did. And again, spin-wise was really solid. Now the 60, I haven't hit a lot, awful lot of like tight lies, but I got to assume, you know, like I said, I've played that mill grind threes, same groove system there. And, uh, you know, the spin is is really solid and, and the ball checks up fairly nicely uh, when you hit it off a tight lie. So um, overall, these mill grind threes are, are really easy to hit. I mean, they really are. Um, you know, there are these high toe, the mill grind, th mill grind high toes are, are really easy to hit. They, <clears throat> man, I've got a little like tickle in the throat. This, 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 uh, this podcast that's just like lingering on the old, uh, uh OG Coca-Cola is not uh, wiping it out, but these things here really, you know, like I said, if you're looking for a wedge, that's really versatile, but also really forgiving, lets you get away with some shots. I mean, they really are easy to hit. Like I said, I, I kind of was hitting, <clears throat> these are the 56 and the 60, a lot of stuff kind of a little farther out of the toe. And I was getting away with it. I was still producing, you know, shots that were the shots I was trying to hit. You know, I was still hitting pretty much the window I was trying to hit. I was still producing a lot of spin, still getting a lot of control. The amount of roll that I was getting was really predictable. 
Um, and I wasn't striking a dead center, which was which was pretty cool that you could you know throw these wedges in there and, and hit kind of a poor shot and get away with it, which was which was pretty nice. And I kind of did that you know the whole time I played with them. I just never hit anything dead solid except for the fifty two, uh, maybe a, you know shot or two with the fifty six, but everything that was kind of open face, delicate, trying to get it on you know get it around the greens. I pretty much was hitting it off the toe, and everything out there was was really controlled. I mean, it really had it had spin on it. It came out high. It landed kind of soft, and you know, like I said, the amount of the amount of release was was really predictable. So these uh, these mill grind mill grind or these high toe threes with the mill grind faces are, are are really nice. And like I said, I mean, other than and I bet with the sixty, if you got like the low bounce, if you were playing like that seven degree bounce, if you're playing on super hard pan, I bet that when you open it up, that leading edge isn't coming off the ground. Uh, you know, a 13 degree high bound 60, you're going to see a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more of that leading edge come up. Um, but this thing here, it was, you know, super easy to hit. And I can see why, you know, guys on tour playing, amateurs playing, whatever. I mean, they do just allow you to hit some, some pretty good shots. And if you do miss it a little bit, it lets you get away with them. And, and I think, uh, you know, but where I hit it on the face on this, especially with the 60 compared to that, my mill grind 360, um, there's no way I would have, you know, I would have had a ball. One of them, I would have had a ball that was barely on, you know, it would have been half on the grooves, half not. And that thing would have kind of hit, released and ran out. Um, so the mill grind or the, the high toe threes really do offer a good amount of forgiveness and versatility in a wedge that, uh, is easy to hit. And, uh, you don't have to give up, uh, you know, you don't have to play a big old huge cavity back wedge to, uh, to reap the benefits, which is pretty nice. And they look pretty cool with the, uh, the, the antique colors. So, Overall, they're really cool. The, the 60, I'm kind of debating. I'm going to play the 60 a little bit more. We'll see if the 60 can maybe uh, keep it in the bag. The 52 is, you know, the 52 is pretty interesting. I, I mean, all three of these, I mean, I could just play them. But the the 60 really has my kind of attention there with being able to hit it out of the trap, being able to kind of hit a lot of shots. And like I said, we don't have super tight lies, so I'm not worried about having that little extra bounce, that little wider sole. Uh, if the leading edge comes off just a little bit, I'm okay with that. Um but overall, it's uh, it's a pretty fun wedge to hit and pretty versatile. So, um, if you go to uh, you know TaylorMadeGolf.com, go over to the old wedges and the high toe threes, and uh, they've got all the information on them, and they're uh, they're really solid. So this year, I think uh, they did a nice job. I'm I'm impressed with them so far. I think they're super easy to hit. They're super forgiving, and um, yeah, like I said, check out uh, all the specs. Like I said, they make fifty through sixty, sixty. The 58 and 60 have three different, uh, three different bounce options. The other ones uh, don't, but I don't think you necessarily need it because uh, they're, they're they're still pretty easy to hit. So anyway, I think that's all I've got. I'm gonna uh, finish up my day here, finish a few things, and then uh, you know it's it's time for some golf. So I'm excited to go play. But uh, anyway, hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Play some golf if you can. Summer's getting close to get done, and uh, you know we'll talk to you guys next week.